Hello, and welcome to the show, where we ask Rita Harrison, the foremost authority on the Willow system, questions from listeners about health, healing, and happiness. My name is Annie Alvarez. Is grieving for myself playing the victim role? You know, I have something I'd like to share about that. Please go ahead. I would like to hear it. I had a problem differentiating between allowing myself to grieve and being a victim. I would say to myself, that's enough. No more feeling sorry for yourself. I mistook grief with self-pity. And it came out, it was very apparent to me in my first session with you, when the first thing you said is, it appears there's some pain with you and about your father. And the first thing I thought in my head was, no, I've dealt with this. I cried about it. There's no more tears. I'm not allowed to have any more pain about it. And obviously I wasn't done grieving or I wouldn't have started crying immediately when you mentioned, what is it with my father? Mm -hmm. I like that you share this because a lot of people that lost somebody or something really have a conflict when it comes to the appropriate way of grieving. I think from what I've researched and learned is it's also a collective problem. You know, when people were dying on the fields the in, in the war, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a long time ago when we didn't have all the machinery, when people were actually attacking each other directly mm -hmm. with, um, you know, with a spear, you know. Utensils. Or, yes, yeah. with the utensils. And uh, then their family came on the field and all the other warriors who were relatives or friends and soldiers they were grieving. Like, you can see that in the movie, which I totally liked, by the way, Lord of the Rings. Uh -huh. The third one, the third part, The Return of the King, where they have this big battle, and it looks like uh, Eowyn, you know, this woman, the blonde woman, oh, yes. she, she got hurt, and you do, it wasn't sure if she was deadly hurt or not, and her brother Eomir, he was kneeling down and he was taking her into his arms and he cried, cried bitterly. Mm -hmm. This is a very healthy way of grieving. So very often when people now pass away, they die either in the hospital or in certain hospices. Hospices. Mm-hmm. And they are gone. You know, it's like life is separate from death in our Western culture. A lot of people don't know how to accompany somebody into death. You know, and in, in, in my culture where I came from, my mom was from the Volga River in Russia. My father was from a German village in Yugoslavia. They actually had, they were like sitting there in the night, I don't know how you call it, we say in German, Totenbache. They were sitting there, and they, the people were already dead, mm -hmm. and they were watching over them, or they were, you know, giving them respect, and they were Observing. sitting there, they were sitting there, and they were like, I, I don't know the English word, but they stayed with the death 
with the dead ones, mm -hmm. and the whole family was there, mm -hmm. you know. And then they changed, you know, their shift. One is from from this time to this time. It was the father's task to sit with the grandmother who was dead, and then somebody else came and they switched and stuff. So we don't do that anymore. So we try to grieve from our head, like what you said that you actually made a decision when you should be finished with grieving and mm -hmm. when you shouldn't, and also that the fact that you were, you know, in tears can throw you off. This is a very common thing in our Western world. So I like that somebody sent in this question, is grieving for myself playing the victim role? Because what is a victim role? Yeah, a victim role is something where you feel trapped, helpless, hopeless, it's out of your control. And it's a very complex subject. I don't even know if we can discuss it in such short of time. This is how complex it is. Mm -hmm. Because somebody can be in a victim role without being a victim per se, and somebody else is not a victim at all, but plays out a victim role. Mm -hmm. So usually what I observe from the private sessions is that when somebody can't solve their problem, they usually feel trapped and that they don't have the resources to solve it after a while. They might feel like a victim, mm -hmm. even though they aren't, yeah? Yes. And then my job would be that I take them out of it together with them. If somebody plays the victim role, that might be that kind of personality that manipulates the environment by, you know, by being the victim. They make their environment and the people do what they wouldn't do if they wouldn't play the victim. Yeah, so they are actually manipulators. And then we have those kind of people who are trapped really trapped in a past that was way too much for them mm -hmm. and nobody ever told them that they acknowledge what they went through so they are trapped in a trauma trapped in a in a unresolved issue from the past yeah mm -hmm. and they would actually switch out of the victim role if they got enough appreciation and being the feeling of being heard, being seen mm -hmm. in their suffering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is what I have to say about victim. I think grieving nowadays is uh, not very well respected and not very well accepted in our society. So grieving is important. Like I said, those people on the fields, that when their loved one died, they really screamed out loud, no, and they were really, no matter if they were men or women, they were really showing, really showing their grief. So what I know from the family constellation work, from the family dynamics is that when somebody doesn't allow themselves to grieve, the grief usually never ends because they never went through the process of grieving, really. They were trying to monitor it with a head that doesn't work. So it comes back after a while. I actually had that myself. I didn't allow myself to grieve the death of my father how I really would have. When I was 18, and I went into being, you know, an accomplisher instead. I had a very good exam, exam in the, you exam. know, Examine, mm -hmm. yeah, or exams, exams. yeah, 
uh, when we when I graduated, I had really good grades and all those kind of stuff. So I went into my head instead, and then the grieving bounced back to me because you can't just not do it. It will always bounce back to you because it's a way how to cope with a loss healthily. It's a way to um, give yourself a place, give the loss a place, and how to process it in a healthy way. The other thing is when a grief doesn't want to end uh, is that there is something unfinished between the one who passed, if it is a death, or who, who left, if it is somebody who abandoned anybody, and the person who stays behind. Well, that makes a lot of sense um, because that's exactly what happened to me. What happened to you? Maybe um, you would like to share. Sure. Um, when I was eight, my, my parents split and I didn't see him. Mm -hmm. And then one Your father, you mean? Yes, my father mm -hmm. left. And when I was 15, I was told, tomorrow you'll see your father. Mm -hmm. And I, it meant the world to me. And I got up the next day, and I was ready to reconnect. And he died in a car accident the night before. That's tragic. Yes, it was very tragic. And I couldn't... At, I could I couldn't, never address it. I couldn't. I was not um, mm -hmm. uh, capable of it at the time. Yes. And it... it was affecting my relationships with men. Absolutely. You know, um, that's really tragic. And it might be that this overwhelming, tragic incident, which is really impossible to handle in this moment, can also make you feel like you are in a victim role when some nobody helps you to embrace the tra tragedy you know, and how big it is and how impossible it is. So you, in this moment, you really need a lot of compassion and empathy for yourself and also for your father and you, that you were not able to reconnect and that he died just, you know, in this moment. And this can feel, this can make somebody feel like being in a victim role. That's what I said before. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, is that, you lost him, he, w he left, you might have wanted to grieve as a child. Yeah. Very often, I don't know how it was with you and with the person who sent the question in, very often when you're not allowed to grieve, you go in a substitute emotion instead. Some people become depressed instead. Some people become angry instead or self-destructive. So whatever you feel is allowed in your family instead. So that doesn't help. That's a overcompensation. That's a mechanism how to go through this situation. Like when you were eight and you were not allowed to grieve, mm -hmm. um, you did something else. And then the grieving might never end. Or you had something to, to say to your father you know, that you couldn't, mm -hmm. that you would have liked to say. So unfinished business, uh, that might that might increase it too. I think you wanted to say something, Annie, here. Um, well, yeah, first I wasn't able to say anything to my father, and then when I thought mm -hmm. I was going to have the chance, it, mm -hmm. it, it, it was taken away, and I did feel helpless. And... Um, 
what happened to me was I did become very self-destructive at a young age mm -hmm. and also a bit of an overachiever at the same time. I, mm -hmm. I moved myself from my family at a young age um, mm -hmm. across the state and became independent mm -hmm. on my own. Mm -hmm. And I thought that this was a good thing I was doing for myself. It looks like... When you looked deeper, and you looked deeper, what did you then find instead? Oh, I was running, and I was begging, mm -hmm. begging. Yes. So what helped you? May I ask you? What I, helped you in the session then? What do you think it was that freed you at the end? Um, I gave my father a rightful place in my life. Just because his physical body isn't here doesn't mean that we... But that he is not, and I finished unfinished business. Yes. So that he has my back. Yes. That I'd never had before. Yes, that's right. I like that you are so open to share this because in the private session, what we have to do very often is that we make certain rituals that let the grief be there, mm -hmm. but also it goes beyond that, even, mm -hmm. you know, that the, the, let the grief be there so that you can go out of your overcompensation. Yes. And also to reconnect you with your father in a way that is healthy, mm -hmm. that helps you to bring in men in your life. Yes. And also that helps you to give him the rightful place, how you said it, so that you can actually move forward. Because what happens with a lot of people, I don't know how, what happened with you there. You might even have an example for us here, Annie. What happens with a lot of people who went through this is that they are actually on a subconscious level missing their father and then they look for partners to replace the father or to be like a substitute for the for the father so they make their partner choices dependent not consciously as i said mm -hmm. dependent on, on what it was missing yeah with the father And that might never fulfill them ever. They might choose the wrong partners, you know, because nobody can actually really give to you what only your father can give to you. And this is what I like in, in the systemic family work. When we do that, how freeing it is when it comes from the right person. Because a lot of people try to overcompensate it by giving what they actually need or by wanting it from another person, like from the mom, could be in your case from the mom, or from other partners who could never fulfill that. So they will never be enough because they can't give it to you. What really only can come from the father. And when you give the father rightful place, the energy of love and the energy of being fed and nourished and held again can flow in a right way. And then you are able to give love because, you know, when it comes to you, there's such an overflow. And then all of a sudden, where you have too much, <laughs> you want to give it. And it happens easily. Yes. Um, I have to say that is exactly what happened to me. Every relationship I was un noticing, looking to have recovered from my father. And each relationship 
pretty much ended the same way um, without any closure with somebody leaving me and me not understanding at all just yeah, like my like father yes. and and not getting a chance to say anything yes. until eventually I realized I don't want every breakup to end with me bleeding in a corner this yeah, is not my path yes. I know that there is more to my life and better relationships and that's what eventually my last breakup in a roundabout way brought me to you energetically mm -hmm. um, so that I could solve this problem. And I do know now that when I do meet somebody, it's going to be great. I'm not looking for it. I'm very content being single until it happens. Mm -hmm. And I'm not alone. I know that my father has my back. Mm -hmm. Very good. I like that. So I want to go back to the question, is grieving for myself playing the victim role? I think to answer this question really exactly, in this case, I would say you need to check that out in a private session, to be honest. Yeah, I would and agree. And to really f know more about the story from the person who sent it in or in a, in a discovery session, you know, in, within a few minutes on the phone, mm -hmm. if a private session is too much. So that's something where I would actually really like to invite the listener to call and we can we can find that out within a few minutes as a discovery session on the phone and then go from there because everything else might be too general. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to know more about the individual person and their situation to really answer that question appropriately or enough. Yeah. Well, I'd agree. I know it worked for me. Mm -hmm. So mourning is a big deal. So it's good for all the other listeners there who might have lost somebody. It's good to to give the dead ones their place. It's good to touch them physically and to be in contact with the with the pain that is there in this moment and to express it. That is a very valuable thing because then the grief to ends when it really ends and not when our head decides it. And I, I, would, I can offer some advice and some help here too or some support. So I hope that in our society, grieving is accepted and that death is a part of life. And for those who are not losing somebody, but who are actually, you know, losing somebody by leaving, by mm -hmm. separating, by splitting up, mm -hmm. it's also very good to really accept what that does with you, what pain that causes inside you, and mourn what has been lost. The same with pets, when we lose pets, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that's a very important process too. Yeah. And when we have new pets, they might never replace the other one and shouldn't, but we can actually create a place for a new pet, for a new person, for a new goal in life. It might not just be a person that mm -hmm. we mourn. Yeah. Sometimes we mourn also certain situations in our life that are over mm -hmm. or what we want instead. Mm -hmm. You know, certain certain things that are on our mind or in our emotions. So um, it's always good to, give, to mourn about it, to give it a place so that we can create a place for the new. Running away from it has never solved it. 
It never worked for me. For me neither. Thank you so much. Thank you. The show was produced by Polly Harrison. And if you have any questions, please send them to info at willowforyou.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at willow, W-I-L-L-O-W, the number four, the letter U.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time when we talk about health, healing, and happiness.